Welcome to episode one of Rainbow Popcorn, where the brothers from Two Drink Cinema, yes. uh, we're reviewing queer cinema and camp classics. Yes, we are. Three C words and a Q in that sentence. Q. So, oh, just bloody shook the... Sorry about that for bumping the camera for anyone on the YouTube. Yeah. If you've listened to any other ones, you'll know that it's all a little loose. We just kind of are going with whatever happens. Sometimes the camera moves. Quality Sometimes we that haven't no done sense. any preparation, but we're here. This is episode one. To set the scene a little bit, you've, people have already listened to the intro, but to set the scene a little bit, we are going to review and discuss queer movies mm-hmm. on our own scale. Yes, our own pride scale. So we have invented the pride scale and we're going to give each one a score out of five each. Yep. And it's going to total a score of 50. Five plus five. Five times five. five. Plus five. Okay, yeah. Okay. The pride stands for presentation. Yes. So how well the movie looks, how good it looks. Yeah. Representation. Ooh, big one. Big one in the queer movies. But we're not just going to talk about queer representation. We're going to talk broadly about representation. In amongst that will also be how well the queer story at the essence of the movie is represented. Yes. Like the realisticness. And if it's true story, yes. how well they did that. Yeah. Iconicness, whether it has queer icons and how well they're portrayed, whether it stars a queer icon or is about a queer icon. Or, and then, or how iconic the movie has become. Yes. Dialogue. This also How many will... times they say the word? <laughs> this is also will cover the acting, yeah. but we needed it to start with D for the pride acronym. Yes. So <laughs> dialogue, how well the script is written, how well the actors portray and act in the movie. Yep. And then E is for entirety. <laughs> then we score the movie overall. Yes, how okay. overall out of five we enjoyed the movie. So that's setting the pride scale. We'll go through it. We'll discuss the movie. Yeah. Now, the movie we have chosen for episode one is about, allegedly, an event that allegedly started it's the whole gay rights movement. It's a thing that happened. It, no, it is a thing that happened, but... Historically, there is some discussion about how, whether or not this was the one event. Yes. Anyway, the movie is called Stonewall. Yeah. The 2015 version, not the 1995 Super Camp version that I also saw on IMDb. Right. It is Roland Emmerich directing. Yes, Uh, if you can call it that. Yeah. It stars... People you've never heard of. And Jonathan Rhys-Meyers. Yeah. Um, and that other guy from the thing, Justin Irving, I've seen in things. The guy that's the guy in the in the Sons of Anarchy. Russell oh, can do. He plays Bob. What's his name? No, the old mafia dude that runs the thing. Oh, he's good, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, Jesus. Yeah. 
So starring with the guy uh, Jeremy Irvin, Johnny Bershamp, Joey King, Caleb Landry-Jones, Matt Craven, David Cooper. We, we, won't, we don't need to go through all of them. Jonathan Rhys-Myers is probably the only person you've heard of, but you will have seen Jeremy Irving in things. He is English. Right. Shall we start with general thoughts or shall we start with going through and talk about the presentation of the movie? Uh, we could, Let's start going through because if I start about my general thoughts, I might just go on a rant. Yeah. Presentation-wise, the look of the movie, it looks good. See, the, cinematographically, my issue, so I have a couple of issues. The opening starts with those scenes and it has the typewriter over the top. Yeah. Which is a very Roland Emmerich thing to do. Right, okay. But it also sets it up as being a bit like a documentary. Yeah. Right? But none of, none of the rest of the movie looks like that. There wasn't enough of that kind of... You know, like other movies do that are like based on a true story sometimes do the actual shooting of the movie mixed in with like historical footage. Yeah. Like Milk, for instance. So... If we're keeping it queer. It does that opening that makes it look like a documentary and the typewriting comes across. But then it goes into this very stylized, pretty look of Christopher Street. Yeah. And I like wasn't... Was, it was almost like fucking Wizard of Oz. Well, I thought it was almost like Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Yes, okay. And I've never yeah. been to Christopher Street in the now time, but I certainly don't think it looked that nice. I have to say it's the in that, um, New York's ever looked. Yeah. Especially well, the what, somewhat, I think, a bit dodgy part. Well, and certainly in 1969, yeah. I don't think Christopher Street, if any of our listeners were in, around Christopher Street in 1969... Feel free to get in yeah, touch. To we probably to. could have talked to you before we reviewed the Stonewall yes. movie. But um, yeah. I yeah, I certainly don't think it looked this pretty or almost stylized. Yeah. Uh in 1969. But that's what um it does. But it also takes away from the seriousness of the events and the police brutality. Yes. Like everything looks really nice. Yeah. So that when they're getting bashed by the police, particularly when Danny's getting bashed the first when he first gets bashed by the police, yeah. Yeah. it just looked nice. Maybe I don't know if it could have been a choice of it looks nice at the start, everything's kinda of alright, but not. And then yeah. once the thing hap- once the riot happens. It still it looks, looks nice, though. Yeah, but that's what I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That could have been a choice, but he didn't do that. No, he didn't. I I just yeah, I'm not sure about the look of it. The opening, if you just showed someone the opening and gave them a choice of five directors, yeah. they'd pick Roland Emmerich. I also, if I was making a movie about Stonewall riots, yeah, I would make it very brutal. If I was making a movie about the Stonewall riots, I'd make it, I'd make it about factual. the Stonewall riots. I'd make it historically factual as well. I think he's done a... I actually think this is going to come up also in, in, in the entirety bit at the end. I think he's done a disservice 
to the Stonewall riots I've by making met. this a failed love story of a yep. Twinkie farm boy yep. and then just sticking the riot in the middle. I found it offensive, this movie. I was, like, offended by it. When I started watching and it... And I wasn't there. No. When I started watching it, I texted you. Yeah. And I said, can we change P for presentation to pandering? Because I felt like the whole thing was like, I've got to make a movie about the Stonewall riots that straight people can watch. Yeah, but that's... No. But, like... No, but I get he, what you're saying, but I don't think even straight people would watch this. It's just a shit movie. We're skipping ahead to the end. No, I actually <laughs> think... I do think he's tried to make a story that's about Stonewall, but he's made it a movie that anyone can watch. And if you think about the main character... And even um, Ron Perlman's character says, all-American boy Daniel. Yes. Roland yeah. Emmerich has made the decision to centre the story on an all-American boy. Yes. Which, if you're telling a true, from what I've read, story of Christopher Street in the 60s... No, not yet. There would have been. There would have been, yes. But he's not thrown the first brick. No. And I, yelled at, I yelled at my TV. There is a lot of conjecture about who did throw the first brick. But it was Stonewall, not a white but cisgendered male. It definitely was not, yeah, a boy that looked like Daniel. I um, so, that, so that, I think, comes under presentation as well. I, the, I don't have an issue with putting a... Putting a fictional characters in a movie around a historical event, right? No, and Forrest in, Gump. In all of my reading about Stonewall, is that there's there's so many conflicting accounts of who yeah. did what and how it started, and even how the vibe of that first night of rioting was. That I totally understand them distilling all of these stories of all of these people that were there into essentially five or six characters. Yeah. But I don't think he made good choices no. of the main. No. And also deciding to make him fall in love with the writer. Yeah. And then did we really need him to be in love with the quarterback from his high school? No. No. So I... Uh, I... I the general shots yeah. of the movie and the quality of the appearance on screen... It was shot well. ...was good. Because he's a good director. They didn't present the story well. No. It's presentation. Okay, so I'm going to give, out of five, I'm going to give the presentation a two and a half. Right. Because it did look... It was constructed well. Yep. But I don't think he chose the best look yep. for the vibe of oppressed gays in the 60s. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he chose the right look of the main character. No, he did not. Uh, I will give it a two. Okay. For kind of the same reasons, just a bit harsher. You're fired up. <laughs> Representation. I, I have to say. Okay. If you were someone 
who was like, oh, I want to know more about the start of like... Don't watch this The movie. Gay Liberation Front. Yeah. Don't, like, if this was the first movie you watched, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's accurate. No. Like, no. no. There's much better movies of it than better documentaries. I'm sure we'll get to them at some point in the future. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm... It's just, I don't know. It, it, it's... I. It, no. That can go a little bit more into representation. Yes. The main characters were very, very cis white. He was. Daniel was. Yeah. Trevor was. Trevor was. Bob was. Bob was. But Bob and Trevor are real. Yeah. But the the Ray Ray's little group of girls. Well, Marsha's when Marsha P. Johnson is real. But considering the level of involvement that Marsha P. Johnson had in the real life, yeah, I their character was not represented well. It is a terrible and offensive depiction. If I knew Marsha P. Johnson, I don't know, yeah. there'd be many people alive that would. Offended. Like, made it made her look just like a... Dumb screaming queen. I'm just here for a good time joke kind of thing. Yep, yep. And maybe it was at some point and then it changed after after the riots. But my idea of historical fact is that she was much more involved. Yeah, yeah. And rather than being handcuffed to the mob guy. The mob guy. That didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't think that. So I've done some research. I think in historical accounts, she wasn't there at the start of it? No. So there's a a lot of story that that is that she threw the first brick. Yeah. And that's a thing that's, you know, the kind of urban myth of who did throw the first brick of the Stonewall rights. And Marsha P. Johnson has come out and said, I wasn't even there when the writing started. Yeah. But in the movie... She's in She's the club. in the club. Which yeah. is not correct. Yeah. But then they've also they've also gone to a lot of effort to make Marsha Johnson a whole character, but they're not really gone to any effort for this um, Storm de Lavery, who is... The, the, the lesbian. Who is the le- a, a, another major figure of the actual Stonewall riots, who... Was that person that jumped in and out of the car? But yes. other than that, there's didn't no the didn't come up at all. You know what I would have done? Like, one, I, if I was making this movie, yes, I would have I would have burned the script. Yeah. Um. At first, I wouldn't have called it Stonewall. Well, because <clears throat> I would because. What they could have done, rather than go back on this story about this poor little fucking white farm boy. Yep. Give me a background in the lead up to the riots. This is how the movie went for me. And more of that kind of... Yeah. Why it happened that night then. Like, what was it about that night? Other than, oh, they're taking it. Oh, well, we'll fight back now. You know what I mean? Like, do more... Show more raids. 
than they didn't, one. There didn't seem to be a development and a progression of anger and resentment towards the cops. I got that Danny got angry that night because he was jealous because Jonathan Reese Myers was hooking up with someone else. Yeah. So the Stonewall riots was, happened yeah. because a twink got cheated on. Yeah. Well, there's your, there there's you go. your gay history for this night. Do, do not take that snippet and put it out there. Yeah, no, we're going to get cancelled <laughs> 20 minutes into our first episode. Um, so the representation, this is what I was no, saying. But if, you boil, if you do boil down the movie to that, which is what it seems like, that represent that shows how badly the movie was made. This does not represent this these events. No. And how it happened and what was leading up to it and the people that were involved and the people that started it. Yeah. He he's not told the story of the Stonewall riots well enough to name the movie Stonewall. That's what I wouldn't call it Stonewall. You could have it that's what I'm saying. Have the fictional story of Farm Boy Gets Kicked Out comes to New York yeah. in June 1969. Call it Christopher Street. Call it Denny. I don't you know what I mean? No, but if you want to make this movie of a you the struggles it, yeah. of a gay kid moving to New York around in the 60s, that time. Name it Christopher Street. But then don't yeah, and don't lead it up to this point. Yeah. To then have a riot and then have a fucking soppy ending of I'm gonna go home and randomly show up at this guy's house that I went to high school with. Yeah. But also, the riot, it's called Stonewall. The riot goes for 15 minutes. Yeah. In reality, the riot went for three hours. And over there were other ones on other and, days. Um, like four nights. Yeah. And there was a lot of back and forth of the, what we, what the tactical police force and the... Rioters. There was a lot of back and forth, Patrons, just yeah. not like, oh, the, we're here, we're going to do our chorus line, and then they move forward, so we leave. Yeah. There was so much more to the actual riots that happened. I just... I thought they were going to kill someone. Yeah. And I was like, no. No. There is a, there's a hilarious video of some drag queens talking about People died. Nobody died at Stonewall. I'll show you later. <laughs> okay. People out there if listening should know. It's get the public. link and we'll put get it in the, the episode link. description. Yeah. Um, People died. Nobody died at Stonewall. <laughs> it's quite funny. Anyway. Uh, uh, in terms of representation, there was, but not enough, I don't think. And like you've said, you know, Marsha P. Johnson is not represented well. The real people... I think are not represented well. I don't think the movie's deep enough to really get an idea of what that Malachine society is like or what Bob was actually like. Yeah, because he's just this creepy guy on a park bench that looks after He just after sits in the stuff. park bench and I'll look after your suitcase while you're turning tricks. But also the thing I didn't like about the movie, maybe this was more presentation, was for the first half an hour of the movie, Danny just had this look on his face. Like, yeah. I am shocked. What? What were you expecting? What did you come to? Yeah. Do, How did well, you know to go to Christopher Street? No, but you ca- he knew to come to Christopher Street because it's where the gays are. But then where all the gays are there is like, Ooh, oh, these I'm gays. So, it's, it's, sort of, it's almost like Roland Emmerich was like, look uncomfortable. Okay, good. Hold that facial expression for the first half an hour for of the For the next movie. six days of shooting. Yeah. 
and it, it would be daunting. Yeah, but you know, but yeah. it's not like he's come to Christopher Street to find himself. He knows he's gay. Yes. He knows he's not mentally ill, like his father says. Yep. He knows he's not going to be able to knock up the cheerleader and pretend to live a straight like like Joe the quarterback. Yep. And so that's why he's come to Christopher Street. So the shock and the shock maybe yes, because it's the first time he's seen anything like that in it the would open. would be a culture shock, yes. But not the discomfort. Yes. And the, oh my God, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know what you're doing. You chose to come there. Yeah. Yeah. The mum at the end at the queer parade, she should have been much more uncomfortable. That is, I, I was like, I've had enough now. There's but, no way that mum takes the sister no. to that fucking parade. But I teared up. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> for those that don't listen to Two Drink Cinema, in our Two Drink Cinema scale, there is a score for whether or not I cried. Because Lee's a crier. Because I'm a crier. So, um, representation. Represent- oh, One more thing. I know this one. Yeah. It was very superficial and too stereotyped. Yeah. Did they all have to be turning tricks? Well, well a lot of them were. No, but That's the only way they survived. Did our main did all of the main characters yeah. in trying to tell this story yeah. need to be rent boys? Or can we tell the story of the people living in Christopher Street? With other characters. But if we're talking about representing the history correctly, if the vast majority of those... That's true. Street... I don't want to... What am I saying? Street queens, right? Yep. Of the Marsha P. Johnsons and people who worked at. If that's the majority of what they did and how they survived, then you should show it. And I guess in realness... But also, would Danny have gone in? This is this is where fiction fucks it up. De, would Danny have gone in and gone in that quickly? He's I don't want to say passable. Yes, but you know, but he's also lost, and he's also not sure if he's going to be able to go to Colombia. If he knew he could yeah. go in and go to Colombia, yeah, he just goes in and passes. Yes, but I think. But then he started a whole revolution, so then he can't pass. That's true. He's like the face of gay liberation. Yeah, he's the first one that said gay power. He yeah. said it badly, um, but power! he said it. It's... I expected some sort of like Power Ranger thing to come out. It was like Judy, <laughs> Barbara, they find Liza. They, a, mega, a mega gay. Yeah. And then that takes down <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, that takes down Just the with police. one step, Megazord, yeah. Megazord gays. Just this one flick of its wig. It's the right colours. I tell you what. <laughs> There was a gay. There was a gay Power Ranger. (laughs) The pink one. The pink one. Um, It was a bit style over substancey. No, what I thought about the stereotypes, and I guess that connects to, they didn't give any actual story about Trevor, or Bob, or that guy that was saying, we should, Frank, be straight acting basically. Frank, um, fuck, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. But also, yes, in reading in the real reality of the Stonewall riots, a lot of the people rioting were those street queens, like you said. Yeah. But we didn't get much depth into, because they're queer, they can't get real jobs. Frank Kameny. 
Because yes. they're queer, they have to live on the street and turn tricks. Yeah. He didn't give us any of that depth because he was too busy showing how much of a little struggle this gay boy had in his little yeah. Iowa or whatever town. I don't need the flashback of no. him being gay. But also... We know that. he The movie starts with the riots. Yeah. And then there's a whole title card where Roland Emmerich says three months earlier. But then every time it flashes back to high school, no name of the yes. time. I got really yeah. confused. I thought he actually went back to home. Right. And no, was going to football practice. Right. At Columbia. But at then Columbia. his dad was the coach yeah. of the football team yeah. at Columbia. Yeah. And then, oh, no, he's in high school. Um, but I will say, I've never seen the word faggot written so nicely on a locker. Very good penmanship. Oh, yes. Very good graffiti. It's like, oh, that's... That's uh, quite nice. Good, they've done their calligraphy. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't written in anger. No, that was like... Written to make a point. F-A-G. <laughs> but still equally offensive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just because it looks nice, it doesn't mean it's a nicer word. No. Um, Representation, I'm going to give it a 1.5. Oh. Because it's not super representative of reality, and it's not... I don't think representative of the breadth of people that would have been there in 1969 at the riots. I am tempted to give it... Oh, I don't want to give it a zero. And I also think I'm oh. scoring it lower on the representation scale because it's sacrificed the reality of representation in order to potentially appeal to a broader audience. I'm going to give it a 0.5. Ooh. There is Harsh. representation in there, but it's done badly. Yeah. So you're making a queer movie. Um, you, you're making a queer movie. So the representation factor is already kind of there. Yeah. In terms of um, diversity. But if you make a queer movie... But you have to represent the characters and the story. If it's made a true... If it's a fake story... Wouldn't have a problem. Well, yeah, you can make a fake story right? and then just slip Stonewall in. That's what. That's what. Like you said, movie, Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's and what like, this movie kind of was. But it was called. But Stonewall. don't call it Stonewall yeah. and say it's about Stonewall. Like they didn't call Umbrella Academy season two the assassination of JFK. No. They just made the Umbrella Academy series, and then JFK was in there. Yeah. Like. Which then gives them the license to move around with facts. Yeah. Whereas this is this movie is about Stonewall, this isn't a, a but it wasn't a historical event. But and it wasn't. we are going to not tell you the real story. No. So it's a one point five representation for me, for the same reasons, but you're yeah. being harsher. The yes no, iconicness. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> um, iconicness. It's an iconic event. I, I'm just going to say a one straight away because it's an iconic event. It's but it's I not about it. It's an iconically bad movie. No. People say this is the worst gay movie ever made. Well, this is, I found this article when we were looking up Roland Van Emmerich, and the headline is, because we weren't sure if Roland Van Emmerich was gay or not. And, and so... I'm really hoping he wasn't, because this is just... Yeah, but then the article on gaystarnews.com was maybe written by Brett, because it didn't hold back. Director of worst gay film ever to tie the knot this summer. Um, and he's married uh, someone 33 years his younger. 
So Roland Van Emmerich's now become that guy in the diner at the start of the movie. Yes. Um, I think of a think of a bad movie, right? Yeah, we've done a few on Tudrick Cinema. And think of RV Robin Williams RV. Think of a percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, bad movies get like 15, 20%. Really? Yeah. So if 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 a movie was at a 9%, oh, what do you reckon? Jeez. But a 5.3 on the IMDb. Out of 10. Whereas I reckon we watch movies worse than this that have had a worse IMDb score. A Mum for Christmas. Con oh, Air. <laughs> R.I.P. Olivia. Con Air gets very high, but that gets high for the cult factor. Blu-ray.com, yeah. that's a thing apparently, yep. gives it 2 out of 10. Jeez. Yeah. Two out of ten. Is the movie Stonewall accurate? Speaking to The Guardian, Stonewall historian David Carter called the film a very lame and inaccurate portrayal. Well, this is what I'm talking about when we're ranking, we're rating the iconicness of the movie. It's it not is iconic. An, it is an iconic event. So it there's is. two sides to the iconicness. Yeah. Is how much queer icon is in the movie. Yeah. And then how iconic the movie has become. As part of the queer culture. It's become iconic in a bad way. So the the event is iconic. The, the name Stonewall is iconic. Yes. Right. So iconic that there's a bar on Oxford Street yeah. in Sydney named Stonewall. Yeah. So that raises the iconicness. But then if you're going to portray such an iconic event you so badly and well. so inaccurately. Yeah. I, I just, I said... Yeah, I said, is he just using the name to try to tell a queer yeah. story, but get it through? Just make a movie about a boy that has to move to New York because he's gay. It's you're Roland done. Emmerich. No, but yeah. you're Roland Emmerich. Yeah. You can make a movie mm. like that, and maybe a tsunami comes and wipes out Christopher Street at the end of yeah, it because you're Roland Emmerich. And but then he goes to fucking Area Fifty One. That was probably before. That was Independence 51. Day. Yeah, Area Fifty One. Yeah, cool. Independence Day. The tsunami is day after tomorrow. Yeah. Did you do that 2012 movie as well? Because that's The Day After Tomorrow. No, he did The Day After Tomorrow. What's the movie, The Day After Tomorrow, and it was like at the exact same time. 2012, I think. And then the same movie. Yeah, 2012. It's like Deep Impact and... Deep Impact. No, Deep Impact and Armageddon are the same movie, same year. Yeah. But The Day After Tomorrow... Yeah, there's a movie called 2012. Yeah, with John, with your mate John Cusack. In oh, it. no, that was Roland Emmerich. There you go, because they look exactly the same. Oh, then who did The Day After Tomorrow? Probably him as well. Oh, 2004 film, The Day After Tomorrow, Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid. Uh, was Oh, Roland Emmerich. There you go. If you look at the poster, it's like he said, hey, remember that poster you made for me for The Day After Tomorrow? Yeah, can you just make it but change the title? They look the same. Oh my goodness! He's not. He, he's not a smart man. Speaking of not smart men, more on Danny. Um, the day after tomorrow is a much better movie than um, Stonewall, and it got a six point four on IMDb. <laughs> so iconicness. How are we rating the iconicness? Oh, so I'm going to I'll tell you what. In terms of icons, Judy gets a mention. I'm giving it a 1.5. Is Judy, Judy better than Barbara? I think Judy gets more of a mention in this than that Renee Zellweger movie, Judy. I think Judy gets more of a mention in this than Marsha P. does. Johnson. Yeah. I think... Um, 
I'm know. giving it a 1.5 because it's an iconic event. I'm giving it a... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. 0. 0.5. I'm giving it a 0. 0.5 as well, just because I'll give it something. Okay. Di- dialogue. The... Can I start with something from the end? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's not how so, generally it works, but sure. People write stories. Okay. Yeah. And I've studied literature in my time. Oh, there you go. Okay. And I've attempted to write some short stories in my time. Yeah. And sometimes you get to the end of a story mm-hmm. and you go, I want these characters to have a conversation, but I'm not really sure how this conversation should end. So you get a character to say, sorry, I need to go. He's I'm going to miss you, kid. No, you get the character to say, sorry, I need to go. I'm going to miss my bus. <laughs> If you had yeah, like, there's no bus. I was like, sorry, I gotta go, I'm gonna miss my bus. No, but like let's Fuck say off. you moved two states away from me, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you had to go to uni, yeah. right? And you haven't seen me for a year and a half. Yes. And then you decide to come back and visit. Randomly at your yeah. house while you're fixing your car. Are you um just coming for about an hour? Because that's what Danny seems to do. He seems to come into town, say hi to Joe, expect Joe to leave his pregnant wife for him, even though he didn't even want to be gay in the first place. Yeah. Then goes and speaks to his sister. He goes to the sister after Joe. Yeah. The sister who he wrote at least once a week for a year. The dad doesn't even show up. The dad shows up after. But then... Oh, that's right, in the car. You... That was stupid. Would you... You wouldn't have just booked an afternoon. Like, he's like, oh... Yeah, what was the plan? I'm going to go, I've got to miss my bus, is what the plan. What was the plan here? To just... To see Joe, and what, if Joe was like, all right, let's run away together. Sorry, I can't, i got to miss my Sorry, bus. I've got to miss my <laughs> bus. Come with me on this bus to Columbia. Yeah. University, not the country. And you can m- meet my, what would be for Joe, frighteningly queer friends. Like, if Danny looked uncomfortable, you rocked up on Christopher Street. Imagine how Joe would have Joe. felt. Imagine how Joe would have been going into that diner oh, and that, that queen hitting on him. Gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, that's a bad dialogue thing for me from Roland Emmerich. Hi, I'm Trevor. Negative one. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jonathan Reese Myers. Terrible. He's a good actor. He is terrible in this. Yeah. I, saw, I was talking to mum the other day. About, yeah. I watched this movie and I'm like, I saw mum not long after. I needed to vent. She's like, what? Mum's, mum's watching the Tudors too. With Jonathan Rhys Myers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and the guy that plays Henry VIII, I've got, is that Jonathan Rhys Myers? And yeah. she's like, well, he's very good. I'm like, he's in this movie. He's shit. Yeah. Like, she's like, what? I'm like, nah, well, it's terrible. He looks sleazy. Well, he is sleazy. They obviously chose the look over any acting ability because even um, Justin Irvin is a good actor and he's done some good things. Yeah. But in this, he's not great. He can't maintain an accent. He can't maintain an emotion. No. <laughs> the dialogue is very simple and very stereotypical. The the Kong. Yes. They were all right. They you were know, better than you Ray. Know, you know who the best actor in the movie was? The who? sister. Joey yeah, King. Because she was Which... also like, what do you mean you're fucking catching a bus this afternoon? Yeah. You've come all this way and you're only staying for 10 minutes? Take me with you. How old is she? I'm going to look it up quickly. Okay. She's the third credited person in the movie. Well, because she's... She's they go, 15. 
Main star, main star, best actor. I may, I may know them from Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> An American dad. Um, 15 she was. Well done, Joey King. And you outacted everybody. Jonathan Reese Myers, who's yeah. played in the eight. Um, Can I say one line that's terrible? Is Just, it, I kind of fell into deep water? Yeah, no, that's terrible. I don't know what that was in reference to. Before, so they were just like talking and then all of a sudden they got angry. Who? And then it was just the, the little group, right? the main group. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they got angry. Friends, but... What, Phoebe, Joey, Ross? Danny's Who's Ross? so Rachel. <laughs> Danny's so Rachel. And Orphan Annie is Orphan so Annie Ross. Is. <laughs> I was going to say Chandler. No, the Beatle Marsha one. Marsha P. Johnson is depicted as Phoebe. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, no, at some point they're like, oh, we're angry now. And they're like, why are you so angry? And the direct quote I've is... I've had enough. Yeah. Well, that's basically how it goes. Yeah. I am angry. Oh, I am angry too. What are you angry about? And then they said, and society oppressing and hating us because we're gay. <laughs> How could that 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 dialogue like that makes it seem it's right it's written for a straight audience? Yeah. When it's like no, no 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 we have to make it as straight as possible. Yeah. How can we straighten this up? No, but also, how can I tell a movie without special effects? Maybe Roland Emmerich. Yeah. He's never really had to write dialogue. Dialogue has not been, it's not, he's not done movies where the main focus has been what people are saying. No, the main focus has been the special effects of yeah. the countless tsunamis and natural disasters. Yeah. Or aliens. So. Or 20. He's, no, that's the same thing. He's decided not to tell the story through actions or character development or character interactions. It's just going to have one character saying to another character that's in exactly the same situation, yep. just explain why they're angry. And society oppressing and hating us because we're gay. Yeah. No. Um, the acting overall was bad. I'm giving it a while. Totally unnecessary scene. What was that? Scene Something. one through oh. 15. And then he gets kidnapped by the mafia? So I did some research into the mafia. Right, they did own Stonewall and a lot of. They did gay bars. own a lot of the gay bars because they because it was illegal. Because it was illegal for gays to drink together. Yeah. So gay bars couldn't get a license. You couldn't yeah. also operate a gay bar. So they, they had congregate. to be owned by people who could pay off the cops. So yes. the mafia, yeah, 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 right? It was also like, it's like, Roland Emmerich read. The Wikipedia article that I read, don't worry, people, I read more than just Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. They read the Wikipedia article, picked the things out that they want and put that into the movie. I feel like he was like, he picked stuff out that would make a good movie. Like, and he went, he went like, ooh, mafia, yeah, ooh, riot, yeah. Ooh, I need a white person in here. But it was very much glossed over that the mafia were just doing it to make money and people got sick. Like, oh, don't buy that drink. They just wash it in water. You're going to get hepatitis. Have a beer. Move on. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because they because they couldn't have a liquor license, they couldn't operate 
an actual kitchen, which meant they couldn't have dishwashers, which is why they just rinsed the glasses in water and used them straight away. Right, okay. But the Mafia did own... It's BYO. Yeah. BYO glass. The Mafia did own most of the gay bars in New York. Yep. The thing with the Mafia, though, was some of the cops that were involved with raiding Stonewall, particularly on that night and the couple of bits before, there was evidence that what the mafia did was when they noticed someone that looked well-dressed. In the the bar. Yeah, when they could blackmail Wall Street types into giving them financial information. And so there's one throwaway line that the guy says about stolen bonds being yep. linked back to the mafia and Stonewall. And because, you that know, actually Wall Street types go there and give them information. Yeah, that actually happened. Yeah. But doesn't need to be in the movie. Or if you're going to put it in the movie, don't make it some op- offhanded yeah. remark. Yeah. So I think from what I've read that it's a little bit of a an excuse by that main... Detective guy. Um, yeah, that main detective guy. Oh, it's he like... was like, no, I just kept raiding it because of the stolen bonds, not because he hated gays, even though he, he was the head of morals. Like he hated gays. But he was head of morals. But he was getting the mafia. Yeah. But, like, so what was he doing? I, and it, it, it's like how they got they got Capone on tax things or something. Yeah, they not did. actual on tax avoision being in the mafia evasion tax avoision. <laughs> now, avoision is the newsreader from The Simpsons says it wrong. He says evasion, not evasion. No, no, avoid, av- like avoid, avoid, evasion. Yeah. instead of evasion. And someone tries to correct him, and he's like, "I'm Kent Brockman. If I want to say avoision, I'll say avoision." <laughs> the word is evasion. I got my Simpsons referencing before you got any Family Guy referencing go. in. There you go. So in terms of <laughs> that's, um, that's all I got. Dialogue. Um, dialogue is terrible. Um, I'm the... going to give it a one point five again. I'm, should I give it a point five again? <laughs> um, the acting's bad. Some of the dialogue is historically accurate, if not delivered poorly. Someone did say gay power, but it wasn't but someone it wasn't that looked him. like Danny, and that. Lesbian in the thing was like, Aren't somebody you guys help me do something, yes, or whatever. Um, and Marsha P. Johnson did say something about rights when she was throwing her bag at the cops. Yeah, I'll give it one. Okay, just I just don't think it's a good movie. In case it's you hadn't not, worked it yeah, out by in now, case, in case you haven't worked it out. Okay, we've before not, we... we've not got off. On the best foot, have we? Also, this part of dialogue, maybe I'll change my score. Yeah. The the, the ending. Yeah. Like, not the ending, but the pre-ending. Yeah, okay. So, riots. When he goes back to town. Riots, then they have this discussion of, like, I can never love you. Or however badly yeah, he says Yeah, because we're too Ray. different. I, but, but that's a good thing. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking up the accents. You're not good so with they. accents. That's fine. Um, but then I didn't need the mushy, shitty ending that is so shit. And why go home? We've touched on it a bit. Why go home back to fucking 
not Kansas. Actually, got to go see your sister. Got to go see your sister. Don't go to Joe. You go, hello, Joe. And then go, and then it's like, it's in it. And then it's like, oh, and, oh, oh we're, doing a, we're doing a parade. Like, fuck off. You didn't need yeah. that. Just go one year later. And it's like, hey, we're back. Woo, everything is all right now in the world. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it does seem to be like, oh, this is the first parade. And from now on, all the parades are going to be great. Yeah. You know that parade you went on last year? They're all like that from 1970 onwards. Yes, and they all had tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Even and though the mum and the sister, and go even though, um, and then they dedicate it to the unsung heroes. Yeah, fuck off. No, but I also like, like <laughs> he didn't even do anything. Do we to bleep, validate? Do we bleep this out? No. Okay. Didn't Sorry, even everybody. do anything <laughs> to validate the sung heroes. Yes. Like. Didn't represent Marsha P. Johnson well. Storm Del- Dalvery, yeah. saying that terribly, yes. wasn't even kind of so represented. I guess, maybe I guess what he was doing now was there were more people at the Stonewall riots other than the usual Main suspects, people you hear for of. lack of a better word, yeah. um, that, you're, that get mentioned a lot. Yeah. So he's coming up with these other people to see these other people like this were there. Maybe that was what he was going for. The for. 20 minutes of riot that were in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I would have much preferred a, a movie named Christopher Street that goes into some of the other characters on Christopher Street around that time. Yeah. I would have preferred um, if he just didn't make the movie. That's true. I'm going to make a movie about Stonewall and make it good. So... Overall, What's the um, I can do it? I'm just going through my other notes to see. There was too much romance. There was too much. We could go away together. And for the amount we could of. get a place. And Ooh. for the amount of time the mafia and the bonds and the raids were mentioned, I found it really hard to find any actual information about that. Also, other than the little pre. Prelog, prologue about Stonewall. Yeah, the typewriter. It and about took the tough about, rights. What, like 35 minutes before anybody in the movie actually mentioned the place of Stonewall? Like, yeah. oh, we're going to go to Stonewall tonight. I'm like, oh, fucking finally, we get there. But also, I didn't. And that whole prologue was about all the things that it's illegal for gays to do this, it's illegal for yeah. liquor license, it's illegal to congregate, you can't dance. Stonewall is the only place where dancing happened. Which is why it was so popular. But then also it was like they didn't they didn't mention the illegal the is it three three clothing rule? They vaguely said some line. They to vaguely it. said it, but they didn't do that in the prologue. And and Kong was like, I'm only wearing one piece of clothing. Yeah. Like what does that mean? I don't get it. Cause it because it was like illegal. Glossed over. It was illegal to No, I've got be over in public. I've Gotten it now that I've looked into oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, but I haven't. I didn't get it because of Roland Emmerich. Yeah, but he, Jonathan Rhys Myers mentioned it quickly, but didn't go into. It. it was just like, oh, they just they just arrest the trannies because of the three clothes rule. Apolo- yeah. apologies for my language, but that's what was in the movie. But then he also fell in love with Danny, but then just left. I don't know. He just left Danny in the bar with Ray and that that first night they met. 
He was like, Ray gave I really, fake, fake ID. I really like you, but I'm actually just going to leave but you here just, with these people I, that I don't like. I just live across the street. Yeah. Because the story escalates so quickly, the, even when they do get to the riot, the, their impact is lost mm-hmm. because it just feels like a fight, I felt not something that's been built up to. It was depicted and we were meant to feel bad for the police. Yeah. Because then they were trapped in there and yep. it was on fire and how are they going to get out? Yeah. So... A point... Can I give it a point five? I'm going to say a couple of more things about the bonds. Right, because okay. I looked into it. The war bonds? No, not the war bonds. Right. They're bonds that were apparently stolen, right? right. So it, it made it into the movie. And we've discussed a lot of historical, actual stuff from the Stonewall riots in that time that didn't make it. Yeah, like a lot of people. This is the quote. Mm-hmm. And it's the, I know it's from Wikipedia, but it's the best quote I could find about it. Okay. Historian David Carter deduces that when the police were unable to receive kickbacks from blackmail and the theft of negotiable bonds, they decided to close the Stonewall in permanently. Yes. So this is not based on fact, like this information. It's a historian has deduced that mafia owners were blackmailing wealthier customers. Right, yes. But somehow that made it into the movie. Yeah. Mm. This is the summary that... Um, Google has Stonewall 2015, a drama about a fictional protagonist who interacts with fictionalized versions of some of the people in and around the riots. <laughs> in and around the riots. That's funny. Some of the people. A fictional <clears throat> fictional protagonist interacts with fictionalized versions of some of the people in and around the riots. So even the description on Google uh, is vague yes and not really about um, the riots like that morbius review yeah sorry i just lost my voice i mean yelling at <laughs> describe movies. more um, memes the, the whole mattachine society yes they did you, you say mattachine i'm saying mattachine mattachine did you say mattachine in the movie m-a-t-t-a-c-h-i-n-e mattachine sure, said mattachine anyway whatever roland emmerich didn't get it right then maybe um I thought it was Mattachine from my previous knowledge. Okay. Um, just briefly mention that guy and then in the end go, he was great. On definitions.net, all they've done is done ta. They've put a dot between the two T's and a dot between the A and the CH. They haven't told me how to pronounce it. Mattachine. Mattachine? I don't know how. Well, I don't know whether I it's... I didn't study linguistics. No, I didn't. That's true. Oh, I thought you did. Didn't you say that before? I did. Fuck. <laughs> um, is that like how I studied science? Well, no, hang on. Okay. Mattachine. 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 Did you Mattachine. make that gay? Is it, did you just make it? Mattachine. 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 Okay. Mattachine. I hope you heard that on the podcast. <laughs> anyway. There was one that... I will, I will do the impersonation of how your computer read it out. Now, well, that's on it went, it's like howtopronounce.com. The woman, the woman goes, Mattachine. And then the Mattachine. guy goes, Mattachine. Hang on. Mattachine. <laughs> Mattachine. <laughs> the... Okay, hang on. Mattachine. <laughs> that, like, was, that was Trevor. Uh, Mattachine. <laughs> All right, overall. Oh. My overall note says... 
A pretty loose connection to the riots is the hook to tell a fairly standard troubled love story. That was quite eloquent. It glosses over a lot of stuff, (laughs) and if part of the aim is to broaden awareness of the riots and the start of the gay rights movement, I think it doesn't have nearly enough depth. I would have preferred a movie that centred on the riots to be titled Stonewall. Yes. Make a movie about the riots, call it Stonewall. Make a movie about Danny, Danny on Christopher Street. Done. Yeah. And then the Danny tidal wave comes and then you can make it a Roland Emmerich Miracle movie. Miracle on Christopher Street. <laughs> um, I, my final thoughts are it is a badly written, badly acted, badly representative story about a very important time in gay and queer history and I found it offensive. So what are you giving it? A point five. Okay. So is that? Can I do that? Yeah. Can I give it a? I'm not going to give it, it a, a point. Zero. You can give it a point I'll two it, five. I'll give it a point five for effort. Actually, no, they didn't put much effort in. Okay, so for presentation, it's got a four point five. For representation, okay, out of ten, it's got a two. For iconicness, it got a two. I sound like Muttley when I laugh. For dialogue, got a two point five, and for entirety. It got a 1.5. Did you give it a 1? Yeah. So out <laughs> of 50... Oh, my Lord. Um, 8.5, 11, 12 and a half. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if we and a half started out of 50. with the best movie. So All right. it's only go up for me. I can't imagine a movie worse than this. No. But, hey, if you've got any suggestions Can I say what I'm picking for us to do next? Yeah, if you do have any suggestions out there, at Rainbow Popcorn Pod is our socials. So follow us there, but also follow... No. Also follow the Two Brothers ENT on the socials because then you get to keep up with all of our other podcasts. Do you want me to tell you now what we're going to watch next week? Is it another movie that's a depiction of a historical event that's done well? No. Okay. We're going to watch The Birdcage next. Oh, okay. <laughs> because we've just watched two Robin Williams back-to-back on Two Drink Cinema. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch another Robin, Robin Williams. Williams, and we've kept this off the Two Drink Cinema list so that we can okay, put it on the Rainbow Popcorn yeah. list. So um, welcome to Rainbow Popcorn. Apo- apologies for the first choice of the podcast. Movie. This was um, my idea. I will own up and say it was my idea. I said my idea of this was we're yeah. starting a... A gay movie podcast. Yep. Why don't we start with what apparently started gay rights? Yeah. Stonewall. Makes sense in my mind. I didn't know it was such a bad movie when I made that suggestion. <laughs> now so we apologies. do. Uh, now I can't be trusted, so Lee chooses the movie. So I've chosen <laughs> The Birdcage, which we've watched before, which Many we times. know is good. Um, so I have a very gay story about that that I will not say on air. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Rainbow Popcorn. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week. Make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast and make sure you hit subscribe on the Two Brothers Entertainment YouTube channel to keep up with all of our content. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Lee. Two Drink Cinema! Which I don't know how to measure because one goes on the bench and then another dashes into the glass and then one dash is little and one dash is big.
We're talking about bitters still? Yep. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema. A Two Brothers Entertainment Podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Uh, Steven would be very happy with it. Spielberg, that is. Right. He's the director. Yes, I am. Of E.T., the extraterrestrial. Couple other things. Anything else? Yeah, okay. Join us as we discuss the old, the new, the classic, and the cult. Together, we drunkenly review some of the great... And not so great... Big screen flicks. You know how in The Witches, the new one... Yeah. We had Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. And she didn't sing. Yep. Why do we need Neil Patrick Harris and Jonathan Jonathan Groff in there and they don't do some big gay dance Broadway number? <laughs> I don't really understand it. Find us on the socials at Two Drink Cinema, on YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Cheers.